Hello, and welcome to the Digital Workspace Works podcast. I'm Ryan Purvis, your host, supported by our producer, Heather Bicknell. In this series, you'll hear stories and opinions from experts in the field, stories from the front lines, the problems they face and how they solve them, the areas they're focused on from technology, people and processes, to the approaches they took that will help you to get to the scripts for the Digital Workspace inner workings. bricked my apple watch this morning i think it's okay but um so it, it was pushing the watch os 7 update on me and when i went to update it partway through the update it was like oh you don't have enough space because i think you need like over three gigs free and of course the whole watch i have a series three so the whole thing is like six gigs which already is like i don't have very much you know living on it so it's like already just the operating system taking up all that space so I couldn't back out of the update to settings to actually try to clear anything. So I just had to reset factory, reset my watch. So I think it's okay, but I was worried uh, for a minute there that uh, it was, it was going to be unusable. So that's my morning. Yeah, no, I've had, I had the exact same problem with my, um, well, my series two uh, did that to me. Um, and I ended up having to reset the whole thing as well, which, which really irritates me because you lose all your progress and, you know, it just, it's just a poor experience, really. Um, and I've just gone to the new one. What is this one? This is a Series 6. And I have to say I'm very impressed. I really, really yeah. like Yeah. If, is it worth the upgrade? Um, yes. Yes. Now, I say that in the sense that I'm not, I don't pay full price for it, so um it's worth it from that point of view um so what happens with me is my medical plan um they give you an incentive if you do your uh twelve and a half thousand steps a day mm-hmm. uh, or you do your um uh 30 minutes exercise in a day they give you points and as long as you make 160 points in a month they pay um, 12 pound 50 towards your watch over a two year period. So, so basically you pay 170 bucks upfront for the watch. And then the balance of that, whatever's left over is paid off by your, your performance. So it's a great amplification. Um, so yeah, so that's what I do. Um, so I didn't, as I said, I didn't pay full price, but I had to wait till my contract ended and I had to wait till they got stock of the, the watch. I've been waiting for like a month. Um, and I mean, I'm in an R and do I just buy it and then sell the one I get something like that? And I thought, no, I'll just wait. I'll just wait. So I finally got it, but it's, it's definitely worth the wait. If you use the watch every day, uh, I'm not talking about notifications and stuff, but just the general things like the, what's, what's on the displays, like the weather and what time sundown is and what time your next appointment is and all that kind of stuff. It's really, really awesome. Just the screen real estate is just now perfect. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, for, for if anyone, like I say, I think it's, I think it is worthwhile, um, in, in my, my humble opinion. So how's your day gone so far? It's going well. It's going well. Like I say, just, uh, just released Jed's podcast episode out. I thought that was really, actually came out really good. I was very impressed with that. Um, so that's that. Then I also did a, a while, well, a couple of weeks ago, I did a, um, a psychometric test 
a workplace psychometric test for stress. It's run by a lady that I met uh, on uh, this virtual non-exec group that I'm a part of. Um, and we went through the results today. And it was quite good. It's quite insightful. So we'll record an episode with her to discuss the my results uh, and some of the things that, that, that I've done that's, that's helped those results. Um, so I think it's quite yeah, quite a useful, useful thing. I'm trying to see if I can find the actual, it's called a war. Is it a survey or how does it work? Yeah, so she's a psychologist. Um, So what is it called? It's called a, here we go, here's the file. Uh, A raw, W-R-A-W, Workplace Resilience and Wellbeing Report. So it's like a, yeah, so it's a psychometric test. Um, And basically they they go through the four or five pillars, energy, future focus, inner drive, flexible thinking, and strong relationships. Um, yeah, so I, don't, I mean, I won't steal too much around this because we'll, we'll interview and talk about it. But um, yeah, it was quite insightful because you know, if you think about, you know, people's general mental state going through the, the pandemic and that, it's made everything that much worse, more more exacerbated. Not to say that in, in the normal work environment, things aren't stressful usually or yeah, you, you've got your challenges around keeping your energy up, you know, having the having the motivation to do things, all those sorts of things. So the reason why I did it, I thought it'd be really interesting because of uh, we're going into another lockdown again. Um, but I was interested to see how the lock if the lockdown had affected me at all. Uh, I needed some way of measuring it beyond my own personal viewpoint. You know me, I always like to have something to measure. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was just insightful. So we'll get it on. We'll, we'll talk through. Uh, we, we talked for about two hours today on this. I don't think we'll talk for two hours uh, to record the episode. But I thought it'd be a, a good thing to to ship. You know, not only just talk about the theoretical stuff, but actually have someone fill out this questionnaire and then talk about it. So we'll talk through my results at a high level. Um, so yeah, good. Um, the other thing I was thinking because when I was listening to, Jed, to Jed's episode, I see you cut all the baseball stuff out. Um. <laughs> well, it was just, it was like a lot of preamble before the intro to Jed. So. That, and, and, I, and I'm totally fine with that. I didn't think you were going to keep it. But I did think while I was driving around listening to it going, well, you know, it'd be really cool, actually, because we cut out a lot of stuff mm-hmm. in all the episodes. It'd be really cool to have like, a, not necessarily a bloopers reel, but every so often just put together like this is the, this is the uncut version or, uh, well, not so much uncut, but these are the pieces we're cutting out. You know, that are just, you know, they're going to, and you don't need to bits put bits and bobs. Yeah, bits and bobs. You don't, and you don't, I mean, you personally don't need to put a, a front on a back on it. It's literally, maybe, maybe just put a, a warning that this is just a bits and a bob and it's out of context. Uh, but just, you know, sometimes there's something in there that we've cut out because maybe, maybe we're out of time or whatever it is. But people might find it interesting, you know, or just looper funny, you know. I'll have to, I'll start a, a running file of that when I cut stuff out. Yeah, yeah, I'll leave it to, to your discretion. Um, I just thought it was, you know, for, for making it, keeping it real, people might maybe interested to know about stuff we talk about as part of the preamble, for example. Yeah, for sure. I kind of, right now, I kind of play it like it depends, you know, how many minutes did it take, you know. I don't know, kind of make that judgment call per case. But I think, yeah, it's it's nice to have some stuff that's not, you know, always straight to business, I guess. So, oh, so I'm, sure, I'm just looking out my window. 
I cycled on my bike and I didn't put the covers back on and it started raining. So the, Bummer. Yeah, well, it needs, needs a good clean. Um, we had a whole lot, lot of things on our list we wanted to go through. We've talked a little already a bit about um, using tech to change habits, so Apple Watch. So let's, let's talk about that actually because that's what I was talking about this morning. So, so using tech to change habits. So besides the Apple Watch, I also wear an Aura ring, O-U-R-A, um, which is something that, that I've, you know, in a lot of um, the podcasts I listen to, with the health ones at least, they bring up using the Aura ring or something similar to measure heart rate variability. And the idea behind heart rate variability is, in a very layman term, is that's proportion to your stress. So if, and I can't remember the exact definition, but, but in essence, you're trying to bring your, your HRV down where, where possible, and then you bring it down doing things like meditation or focused breathing, et cetera. And it tells you where you are from a stress point of view, but then also helps you with, with your recovery. So I, I wear the, the aura ring one to measure my sleep, to make sure I'm getting good quality sleep. And then two, when I meditate, to make sure that it's going down as well. So normally when I, I do sort of a 10 minute, 15 minute meditation during the day, it's the first thing I'm looking for is to see the HRVs come down and the body temperatures also gone down, um, which are all signs that you're managing your stress. So, so that's something that's been quite key through uh, um, lockdowns and, and such. And then I, I make sure that I do 30 minutes of exercise at least every day. So I, I don't know what you're doing to keep yourself sane. Depends on how busy the week is. Um, and I'm sure you'll, I know we have the, the watch sharing on, so I'm sure you'll notice that, that there are some weeks where I actually close things and then some weeks where it's just, I'm tied to my desk literally all day, which is not good. And um, I think I'm still struggling with that work-life balance, you know, just you know, before I, I walked to work. So that commute was always, you know, basically an hour of exercise built into my day, which was great. But now I'm using that extra hour to work more. <laughs> so I haven't really fixed that yet. Oh, she's being so quiet. <laughs> yeah, she's been sleeping for a while. Hey, are you, inter are you interfering? Are you coming? Hey. She's had her vaccinations today, so she's a little bit grouchy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's something that everyone's missing is that, is that commute to work, the buffer. Mm -hmm. um, so interestingly enough, I, I have, I have to make a concerted effort to do the exercise. So I have to get up early, um, because if I leave it to during the day, there's always some work thing that takes over. Yeah. Uh, and if it's not work, then it's, it's one of the children needing something. So you never get that half an hour because you, re you really need the half an hour dedicated time to get you know, sweaty enough that you actually can see the benefit from it. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, so I force myself if it's four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, whatever it is, to do something. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing I do is, is intermittent fasting, which I also find makes a big difference. Um, and that's, that's uh, I've been doing that for about two years now. Um, something I would definitely recommend. If you hadn't done what, what window do you choose for eating? Um, so this is something that that's interesting. So I've actually, I push as long as I can, which could be anywhere from 16 hours to 20 hours, depending on the day. But my, my app that I use to, to measure it, which is called zero is set to 12 hours. 
So 12 hours is the minimum time for you to see any benefit. And the reason why I've said it's 12 hours, because it means every day you can do 12 hours because you sleep for six, seven hours. You can be busy enough that you don't feel hungry, you know, before or after you know, either side of your sleeping. Um, and you are seeing some benefit. And then the minute I hit the 12 hours, it's pretty much go as long as you can. So like today, I think it was 18, 18 hours, 10 minutes. Sorry. Okay. Um, now the reason why I said it lower is it's, 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 a, it's always a feel good incentive because you know, you've hit your, you've hit your target already. And then it's a secondary thing to see how far can you stretch it? Because mm-hmm. what I was finding with 16 hours is I was getting hungry at about 15. And then it's very easy when you're at home to just walk downstairs, open the fridge and take something out. Yeah. Whereas the minute you hit 12 hours, you're like, well, I've, I've achieved 12. Now, how far can I push it? You have a different mindset. on it. It's actually something that IBM used to do with their sales targets. I don't know if they still do it. But they used to set the sales targets quite low. And then the sales guys would hit those targets quite easily. And then they would be, they have all these accelerators to hit more. Um, and would drive a, 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 just a different. We didn't find any matching places. Sorry. <laughs> It would drive them. It would drive them to be more competitive around stretching out their targets, as opposed to a negative thing about oh, you haven't hit your target yet, so you know you're failing. Um, Yeah, that's an interesting behavioral kind of way to structure things because I feel like I'm more familiar with the we're going to set your target so high (laughs) that really what we need is lower, but we want you to try to hit the upper target, but I'd be curious to see which one is truly, you know, more effective in the end. Well, they, they have done, there's been studies on it that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So, so, so there's nothing wrong with having, you know, the, the tall, the, the high goal, whatever they call mm-hmm. it, but you need to break it down into the smallest achievable thing. And you want to have lots of small achievable things that lead you up to that goal. That's the sort of Kaizen principle, 1% better every day. At the end of the time, it's, it's 365 percent improvement. At a minimum, it actually is a lot more because it's exponential. Because you, yeah. you're improving one percent on the previous one percent plus one percent, um, and and that's the that's where people miss it is that that we say people the, the, the consensus because you you create this unattainable goal, which you never get to. So you never you just give up at some point. But, you know, you're going to be really really really. Um, Strong, strong-minded, like uh, like uh, that that U.S. Marine guy, um, Dave Goggins. He's a complete machine. You know, he he does all. If you haven't looked him up, he does all these things. Like he's done the most pull-ups in a row, which is like four thousand six hundred and something. Now, <laughs> I've been working on my pull-ups. I can do three in a row. You know, and I'm moving on to four next week. So think about trying to do four thousand. Uh, and he's got this thing that. Your your his motivation is that when you get to your your limit, you're only forty percent there, so you can still go another sixty percent, and that's just you breaking your your brain's mentality. But going back to the point around the targets, if you set the target low and you attain the target, then you've got you you have to have set the next target set up. But but your your approach is already more positive because you've already achieved something. Mm-hmm. And that's, those high targets have never worked. I mean, I remember working in the sales organization where the guys were, you know, seven, eight-figure targets, and they were selling something where the average deal size was like, you know, four or five figures, which means you had to do like 100 deals. And, you know, you, when you're selling software and stuff like that, those deal cycles are long, which means you have mm-hmm. to have a huge pipeline, you know, five times, six times your closure, your closure numbers. Mm-hmm. 
you know, very few people can achieve that or achieve well at that. Yeah. But yeah, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, that, you, sorry. Okay. I was just going to ask if you find the, um, the ring and your watch to help you along in that way, like in the incremental target kind of way, if it works for you. Yeah, so I, I'm completely obsessed by it. Um, to the extent that, that I think I mentioned before, I will be doing exercise at 11 o'clock at night to make sure that I don't miss something. So, you know, I've set myself um, a goal of 15,000 steps a day. So I always I always get that. I'll get very close, like 14,000, you know, to 15,000. I mean, I only need 12,500 for, mm-hmm. for my watch to be paid for, but, but I've set the goal of 15,000. Um, cause I think that's attainable. Um, and it is, you know, most days, in fact, most days I'm sitting at 18 to 20,000. Um, I also set the goal that I will, that my rings will always be closed on my Apple watch. So, you know, at the moment you, you can't see it now, but the, 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 the move one is 949, the exercise is 65 and the standing is 12. So, you know, those, those, you know, the, tick the boxes there. And then from a sleep point of view, well, I try to get as much sleep as I can, um, with an infant, but that's why the meditation is so important because, you know, when you, when you get, to, if you've had a rough night's sleep and you get to sort of 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock and you, and you're starting to hit that wall, having that 10 minute break. And I've actually, I've actually now know that I've, that I've seen the results now of training my brain. The minute I, the minute I hear those sounds that I use for my 10 minute break, I can almost feel myself drop into this little mental state of, of relaxing. And it doesn't have to be even 10 minutes, it can be five minutes. I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh, okay, I feel okay, I can carry on. Now, I may have to do that later on in the day if I haven't finished it because I, I might be tired from the night before. But I can see all of that in the data, that the, the HRV has gone up and down and, and the body temperatures have changed. And, and that's where it's been quite interesting to see because it actually sets you up um, not only from a mental point of view but also from a physical point of view. I know when I do a workout that if, if, I'm, if I'm a bit tired, I should still do the workout, but I may not push it nearly as hard as I would on a good night's sleep. But I'm still doing mm-hmm. motions. And once you once you commit, once you do the first five minutes, you're like, well, I've done five minutes. I'll just do the next next five minutes, and the next five minutes, and the next five minutes, and then you know, the next thing you know, you've done your thirty minutes. Um, and then of course, you know, while I'm doing all the doing exercise, I'm listening to a podcast or whatever it is. So I'm not concentrating just on how much effort there is in doing the exercise. I'm just doing the exercise. And my brain's getting information as I'm going. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's definitely definitely works for me. Yeah, I think a lot of it is how how much how good you are at sticking to, you know, what the technology is telling you to do or what goals you know you set and paying attention to them. I see now you can change the ring measurements. So, so the one thing I don't do, which I used to do, is. If you, if the end of the week, the Apple Watch will tell you that you've, you've had a whatever week, good week, or whatever, and then they'll try and push up your, your movement thing. And I used to push, I mean, at one point, my, my, my thing was like 1600. And, you know, 1600 <laughs> like, you know, I was, I was going for a run in the morning. I was walking to the office. I was walking back from the office. I was going to gym in the middle of the day. I was climbing 10 flights of stairs, you know, two or three times, you know, just a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of physical exertion. And you couldn't do that seven days a week. And then you get to the weekend and the weekend is a little bit more chilled. 
and you're hitting 800, 900, and you're feeling like you're failing, which you're actually not failing because the limits are, are just excessive. So I've just, I've just kept the limit at 800. Um, and again, that's just that's a minimum that's easy to hit. And then anything above that, um, you know, you feel good about it. So what I, what I try and hit now, and this is where those accelerators come in, is I try and double the move thing. So 800 is my minimum, but I try to hit 1600, then I try to hit 2400. And then those are days where, you know, I know I've really pushed hard. Uh, you know, I've gone and played golf, you know, 18 hours of golf. Um, that works really well to bring up your numbers. Uh, 18 holes, you mean? Yeah, 18 holes. You yeah, said yeah. 18 hours. That'd be a long. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, 18 hours of golf. Um, yeah, walking and pulling your bag. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it. Um, and then also, you know, with, with the standing, you know, I have a standing desk. So, you know, it's very easy to hit 12 hours, 12 increments of standing because I'm always standing. Um, so, so yeah, I definitely think it's, it's changed my behaviors for the better. As I said, it's a little bit obsessive. So like I, I get upset when I'm flying on an airplane where I know that I'm, I'm going to struggle to hit my 30 minutes. I always do a workout before I fly, which, you know, again, it's the right behavior. I've, I've had a workout before, before traveling. Um, I wonder if they're ever going to get sophisticated enough because it seems like as far as I know, none of these have a, anything to tell you, you know, you're working too hard or you're pushing it too hard or like, you know, maybe don't set your move goal to burn 2000 calories a day, or they don't ever try to stop you from going, you know, so, further. So the current Apple products aren't like that, but the Aura Ring does that. Aura Ring will tell mm-hmm. you every morning when you wake up, it'll look at you, it'll give you a, a score out of a hundred and say, okay, what are, what are this morning? Can I work it up early? I'll tell you what it said this morning. Uh, so this morning I was sleep. Ah, that's still synchronizing. Come on. Hello. Wait, I'll look at yesterday's then. So yesterday I was a 64 for reading this. So, so it says, don't push it. Looks like something kept your heart rate up last night. To give your body the rest it needs, try taking it easy today. Now that that heart rate could have been due to a glass of wine. Find a glass of wine and fix your your, your sleep. Um, it could have been we had a, a really big lamb uh, dinner, so so fatty meat. Um, but I also went to sleep at at eleven and I was awake at four o'clock um, with two two um, stand ups during the night, which would have been something to one of the one of the kids. Yeah, so that that is you know that says take it easy. Now, did I take it easy? No, I did a workout, but I didn't do my my high intensity workout. I did my my strength workout, which is me. I'm trying to do pull ups and and all that kind of stuff. So I do that for there's certain exercises you do to build up your, your strength so you can do a pull up. Yeah. So it definitely affects. Yeah, I'll definitely say if it's interesting, it's 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 a worthwhile investment. I think it, in some senses. The combination of the two with Apple Watches now, because this one also does blood um, blood oxygen levels. I think that's also quite interesting because we want to keep an eye on that um, as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm waiting for the real time um, glucose mo- glucose monitor uh, that you can just have, and the um, what was the other thing that I was interested in the other day uh, for your for your, uh, for your ketones when you're doing um, ketogenic diet. Mm. Automatically collected and, and sampled. You just want to, you just want to have a, a you know a health app that tells you everything. Right. I mean, that's the goal, right? Is to get to that perfect system where it's like 
a little bit of the Apple Watch and the Ring to where it's like it really understands what behavior for that day is truly going to optimize your health. Because, of course, if you've only slept three hours, maybe you don't want to do that, you know, hour of hit (laughs) because it's not going to be good for you in the end. But, yeah, it is interesting uh, sort of how you're able to pull together those bits and pieces for now. I was listening to a podcast today about about music as well, uh, artificially uh, generated music. I think the the product was called Eland or something. Kevin Rowe, it was on the Kevin Rowe show. And um, what they're saying there is, and I agree with this, what, what, what true AI is, is when you when you come home from work or you, you arrive in the house, the AI has worked out that you need to hear a certain type of music to bring your mood up because you've had a rough mm-hmm. day at work. So it could be like a, um, I don't know, like a jazzy, uh, uplifting house track or two, but it's not, it's not music music, it's a soundscape. You know, it's not... It's not um, you know, Louis Armstrong potentially playing a song. It's a soundscape that brings up your mood. And then once your mood's up, then it'll it'll mix in a Louis Armstrong because that's your favorite, you know, jazz musician, for example. And the lights will be adjusted, you know, so because we're going into winter, it's darker earlier. So, you know, you'd have more um, uh, white light, you know, up until, say, 6.30, 7 p.m. And then automatically become more red, more warm as you get you know, going to bed and stuff. And then like Aura Ring tells you what time I should go to bed. So I get a, a message two hours before saying, you, you know, your ideal time to go to sleep tonight will be 9.30. So start preparing yourself to go to sleep. And some nights it says your ideal time is 11 o'clock. So it's, it's kind of working out based on my readiness factor, how much, you know, how much of, of um, pressure I've got to go to sleep. And I, and I must admit, it's fairly accurate. Like the odd nights when I've literally gone to bed at 10 o'clock, and I've looked at the data for it's going your ideal time is 10.05 and I've crashed. I've gone straight to sleep and, you know, not even read my book or anything. So I think the data's there. I just think the insight and, and bringing it all together is the, the trick. Yeah. How do you charge the ring? Just out of curiosity. It's, not, it's got a cradle. So I'll just take it as a show other thing. So you can see, I'll put this next to the camera. So you can see the little sensors on the inside. Yeah. Those go into a cradle. So I think these sensors are what's what's measuring off the skin, uh, but in the, in, there's also like a like a chi charger. Oh, hang on, we're about to start moaning. Okay, Shh. sorry, did I make a movement? <laughs> oh, I'm hungry. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't find much there, my girl. I'm afraid. <laughs> um, yeah, so charges the charges very well. Last couple about last about five days. So the only issue I've ever had with the Apple Watch is still the battery life. And I, I mean, this is yeah. everyone. Um, so I don't typically wear it. And this is the reason why I got the ring as well. I got a bit, I got a bit frustrated switching between watches because I had two watches. And I would have one for sleeping and one for staying awake, that kind of thing. And it's a very frustrating update process because you, it's, it's not, there's no nice way to do it. You've almost got to tell the phone to use the one watch to the update, let that finish, and then switch to the other one. And you just, it's just shouldn't be like Yeah, it's painful. So, so having the ring is is my go-to for sleep. Oh, that's why it doesn't have data. I forgot to forgot to wear the ring last night. I put it on charge because it was flat, and I forgot to wear it. That's why there's no data, which is very weird because normally I wear it every day. But it's it's um, if you take that if you between all of them, as long as I get a view on on how much sleep I've gotten, it definitely sets up my day and my tolerance levels for, for certain activities. So, was that the question or something else? 
<laughs> no, I, yeah, I just asked how it was charged because I was curious why it makes sense if you have it flat on the charger. But I guess do you do you see when you follow all of the rules from both of them? Are you seeing like the benefits and energy and mood and is that what keeps you going with it? Um, yes and no. So so sometimes it says I take it easy and my entire personality says no. I will push hard today and I will push. And then, you know, you push hard and you, and you can definitely get the, the, the level up, you know, to do the workout or whatever it is. But, but I find after I'm exhausted, like, like it's not the workout that's the problem. It's the, it's after the workout that's the problem. So, so I've definitely noticed that by having that information and not, not discarding it, but, but actually going, okay, the reason why I'd say and take it easy today is not the workout because you, you know, you almost, you, you almost want to, you always want to stress the muscles. So they're always getting tested, but, but is it, anyone who's done anything in, in the sports world knows your recovery is more important than the actual training. Um, and that's where it's hurt me. So, you know, I'll go and do a workout, say four o'clock in the morning and I'll be like, I've had a great night's sleep and I'll be pumped and I'll be energetic the whole day. And I'll have more, some mornings where I get up and be, you know, say six o'clock and I'll do the workout, but I'm tired and I'll suffer the whole day and I'll regret mm-hmm. doing the workout. So, so it is, it is helping in that sense to, um, you know, tr- trust your body a little bit more and not override it all the time. Um, so, so yeah, it, it, it's, it's definitely working. Well, cool. The ring sounds interesting. Yeah, it's, 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 um, you know, as I say, it's come up on a few podcasts. Uh, one guy, Ben Green, Greenfield, he mentions quite a lot. There's a lot of these devices that come around. I, I tend not to buy the first one that I hear about. I tend to wait and see and wait and see. And if I see enough of the, you know, the people that I listen to talking about something, then I'll look at it. So Apple Watch has come out a few times, um, not always as the best choice. Uh, the Aura Rings always come out as a pretty good option. There are a few others. Um, and it's not, it's not cheap. I mean, I think it was about 300 bucks or 400 bucks to get. But for what I'm getting out of data-wise, I think it's it's, it's paying for itself. Uh, and in fact, for that resilience report I was talking about, the one thing she said is your energy levels are high. And that's not what she's expecting to see right now. And I said, well, I, you know, because when, you know, obviously she asked, Diane asked, you know, what is your feeling on the report? And I said, well, pretty much what I expected it to say. That's exactly what she said. Well, I was quite surprised because your energy levels are high. And most people's energy levels are like, 20%, 30% and yours is in the 70% or something like that. Um, and it's because not only of, of being fit and, and staying fit, but also putting in boundaries and in ways to stop things interfering with my mental health and, and all that kind of stuff, which we'll talk about that in more detail. Um, but I think a large point of that is by having the data to say, you know, if I don't put in boundaries and I just work all day long, mm-hmm. And I mean, not a good, I'm not in a good state, not, not only for myself, but for the family as well, because you take your, your, your exhausted work state into to dinner and, you know, you're grouchy and you're grumpy and you're short and, and you're trying to come down, but you haven't got the energy to actually come down. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's definitely something that I, I mean, I'm, I'm probably in the, whatever the thirties, whatever the, the split was with the energy. Cause if you're not, I think for, for me and I'm sure other people have experienced this as well, but you know, back in March when we first went home, it was like, this is a temporary condition. Yeah. So what, what I'm doing now, I don't have to worry about the long-term implications of it. But now that we're, you know, so many months beyond, it's like, okay, well 
I do need to, you know, set boundaries and prioritize movement and, you know, pay more attention to, you know, take care of myself a little bit better um, instead of being in such like an emergency sort of reactive, always on state. Um, But it is hard to make that change. I think you really have to be, you know, just really on top of yourself and really committed to it. Yeah, and I think we all did that. I mean, I, you know, I, in that first sort of April period when we went into lockdown, it was like fantastic. Here's all this extra time. I've got all this stuff I can do. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, I definitely burnt out by the end of April. And then it was like, actually, no, this is not working. I need to fix, I need to change the way this works. And, you know, and physical exercise was one of those things that I kept. If I got up early, I worked on my book. I didn't work on physical exercise. Mm-hmm. And, and what I've had to do, okay, the book's in the back burner at the moment, but physical exercises first get that done because that that sets up everything else for the rest of the day because the chance of getting the physical exercise in is always the more difficult thing to do yeah uh at least in my house i feel you're a morning person right versus a night owl would you say i'm actually both okay so so actually funny i did a 23 and me and there's a genetic marker for it and, and depending on your genes you could be either one but i'm actually in the middle okay I know, I guess I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm curious if others like me who are night owls are struggling more during this time with some of those adjustments, because I've realized that if I, if I got up earlier to work out before work, that that's, that's really the best way to do it. That I don't have to worry about, you know, if I'm working out in the middle of the day, even if I'm just taking 20 minutes, am I going to miss something, you know, some critical message that comes in or, you know, if I push work until, you know, six or seven at night, and then it's dinner time and then, you know, I don't want to work out because I just ate or whatever. It just doesn't happen. Um, so I think morning would be better if I could, you know, fix my sleep cycle. But to some extent, I think, you know, there's some genetic factors that make that really challenging. I mean, it, it does come down to, you know, to what the boundaries, you know, blocking out your diary. And, and like I have a, have a one hour slot in the middle of my day that's blocked out and, and it literally says break. Do not do not book over. Because you know, when I when I was just, you know literally, and I'm sure everyone's been to just calls in a row. Yeah. Everyone books those calls, and you're like, can you not see my diary? Like, I'm that it's full. Like, and you're trying to book another meeting inside. You know, right. I get like triple booked all the time, <laughs> and then so, I have to move things. Yeah. So, so I've so I've set up two things for that. One is if I set up a meeting, it's never a full hour or never a full half an hour. It's always five minutes or ten minutes short, um, and that you can set an outlook. So the other thing that I do is have the rules that, that kick out if anyone tries to book me. So if they try and book a, a slot that's already booked, it just declines it straight away. Yeah. And and that just that just saves me having to do it. Yeah. That's a good idea. Do we need to wrap up? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So you wanna wrap up? <laughs> yeah, I know. Did you have a final thought? I cut you off. Um no, I was just going to say, just on the sci-fi books, I've just finished my latest latest book from my favorite author um, called The Serpent's Tale, I think, or something. It's, it's book 15 um, of his series. And well, I'll just Google it quickly because I, I was – you know, he's, he took a lot longer to bring this one out. And Into the Serpent's Lair. Sorry, that's the one. Um, and it's gone back to his old style of writing. I think he rushed the last couple. Uh, and this one was really good. So he's just finished. This is now the end of the part two. This, this is book 30 of 75. 
And I'm hoping he doesn't run out of steam because his books are really, really like, you know, not only good to read, but they're just, they're not, they're not heavy reads and they're full of, they're always moving. There's always action. So it's always a good story to read. And I think this one took me a good, yeah, four hours to read, three hours to read. So it was, it was nice, uh, nicely paced. I definitely recommend it. Cool. Yeah. So that would, that'd be my, uh, my final thought. Cool. Yeah. Talk to you later. Is that right? Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Heather Bicknell is our producer and editor. Thank you, Heather, for your hard work on this episode. Please subscribe to the series and rate us on iTunes or the Google Play Store. Follow us on Twitter at the DWW Podcast. The show notes and transcripts will be available on the website, www.digitalworkspace.works. Please also visit our website, www.digitalworkspace.works, and subscribe to our newsletter. And lastly, if you found this episode useful, please share with your friends or colleagues.